Welcome back to the DC Precast. In a moment of weird time travel lucidity, I almost just said, welcome back to the Hour Cosmic, <laughs> as if it's 2012 or something. So, uh, Brian, it's not Brian's still high on Valium, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, well, back in 2012, I was doing some serious stuff, guys, so, you know, I, uh, I flash back to that every now and then. Uh, Not at all. It's a DC three cast. I'm Brian. With me, as always, are Zach and Vince. We have lots to talk about, so let's dive right in. We have Supergirl Rebirth number one came out this week, written by Steve Orlando, illustrated by Emanuela Lupacino. Um, this book tries to do a lot in its twenty pages, and I think it more or less succeeds. What do you guys think? Zach, why don't you go first? Well, I'll preface this. I'm not caught up with the TV show. I've actually only probably watched like the first four or five episodes. Um, I just finished it last night. Okay. So like, I know that there's like a pretty heavy influence here, which, which is fine. Um, That's actually probably for the best, I think in terms of just like getting new readers on board and and everything. And, and I, you know, I like the premise of the show, so that's good. Um, I, Supergirl in the New 52 was really confusing to me. It was, you know, she was all over the place. I never really had a good grasp of the character or, or you know, where she was at any given time. And so this is like picking up from that. Um, so, I, you know, I really just, you know, didn't even know how to respond to that. Um, kind of similar with like the stuff with Zor-El and him being Cyborg Superman and all that. You know, like Orlando is picking up some really weird threads there. But I like this you know kind of amalgamation that he has here um it, it wasn't like I don't, I don't think it was quite as strong as a day of a debut as we got last week with like superwoman but it it wasn't bad by any means you know it it was very I, I like i said i think it's a pretty strong start and i'm i'm excited for this book vince yeah i think um I think a lot of what you said is 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 accurate, Zach, and I think um, it's accurate. It's accurate. <laughs> oh man, that's going on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think this is there are a lot of parallels between this and the Flash. I think uh, the, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Williamson's Flash, mm-hmm. uh, because. There are threads that make it feel very much like the TV show, and I'm sure that's by design. Uh, but then there's all these little elements dropped in that that sort of uh, you know come pretty much exclusively from the comics. Uh, and plus, you've got a really good writer behind it. Steve Orlando's awesome, and you can already see him picking out the little character moments. Um, that to make Supergirl unique, you know, and um, uh, one one thing I took particular note of, uh, just as an example, uh, it's it's kind of a throwaway line, but a lot of writers just don't bother to do this stuff, and it's when uh, they're getting ready to launch Kara into the um, into the sun, right? Mm-hmm. And she asks how long it's going to take, and they say, they say, well, you know, it's such and such a relationship to light speed, so it's going to be under an hour 
and she says that's such a long time and that's such a little detail you know uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it seems really minor but you know i feel like a lot of other writers would just have her say like okay or whatever you know like right. yeah you know it's just like like he always seems to try to fit you know no matter what's going on in the scene he tries to seem to pack those little moments in there where he can you know and i think it much the same in much the same way that uh williamson's flash rebirth began and i was a little bit like i th- i thought it was good but i was a little bit like ah this is just you know too much table setting and it's also too much like the tv show and i feel like we know this story already i i feel a little bit this i mean i feel the same way with this issue but then i also feel the same way about the comic going forward as i did with the flash got a really talented writer a nice base to start from i'm excited for where it's going and just like the flash did i'm expecting it to pick up with each issue and and become that much better i i think it was a really strong debut um yeah uh when i mentioned that it was trying to do a lot of things uh zach kind of picked up on that where there were definitely things from the new 52 that if you had been reading supergirl comics you would recognize there was also lots from the TV show that if this is your first Supergirl comic, you're going to recognize. There's also enough classic Supergirl stuff that if you know you read the book in the 90s or in the 80s, you wanted to pick it up, you'd be okay. Plus, there was just cool shit like Kryptonian werewolves, <laughs> and you know, I feel like there's just there's a nice balance here of you know there's there's an entry point for every type of reader here, and I think that the Flash. And to a certain extent, Green Arrow also did this where it's just they're trying to find a version of the character that's true to the comics, but is an easy hop, skip and jump in from a TV fan. And I think this book did that really, really well. I also am a big fan of Emmanuel Lupacchino. And since she's doing uh, half the issues for this, I believe, and half of the Supergirl issue, sorry, half of the Superwoman issues. Uh, we're gonna be getting a lot of really great artwork. I mean, she just kills it on this issue. Yeah, I, I can't believe how detailed and and uh, handsome her work is. You know, it's like, like I feel like if DC ever did event comics anymore, you know, which mm-hmm. they don't, you could easily slot her into an event book and it would look gorgeous. You know, it would be that premium look that you expect from a, an event comic. Yeah. Yeah, she um there's something about her work that just screams out for that sort of thing. You know, I could totally see her being toe to toe with names like Tony Daniel. You know, guys guys who are really great at doing those big epic scope books. Like there's just something about her world that just feels very big and very um exciting. I don't know. I just I really really dug this issue art wise. I can't I can't think of any event book that was ever written or written or drawn you know by a female creator. Can you guys like a major one? Yeah, no, I can't. <sighs> Which is you know terrible. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not our fault, but you know. But, but yeah, let's. Like, I mean, there, DC has like a lot of like really like strong female talent in that department. Like Nicola Scott's another. I feel like who could you know really helm a, an event book. And you think a- Gail Simone probably has the the name recognition that you would need for an event book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Things to think about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on our. Uh, patent pending pole pirate and pulp scale. Uh, I'm I'm pulling this book. I'm pulling it as well. It's another another success. Me too. Yeah, I feel like you know it has that Orlando flavor. I something about like Kryptonian werewolf that just <laughs> I think yep. that has Orlando written all over it, and I'm excited to see where this goes. Me too. Me too. Next up is Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number one. Now we got a rebirth issue of this last month that served as the kickoff for both this and the solo Batgirl series. But this is Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, uh, written by Julie and Shauna Benson, sister writers, uh, illustrated by Claire Rowe. And um, this, again, is yet another number one issue that didn't really need the rebirth special. Uh, with the exception of the idea that there's somebody out there calling themselves Oracle, which could have easily been done in a couple of panels here, is there anything in this issue that felt like it necessarily relied on what we saw last month? I mean, just like kind of establishing the status quo, like for Helena, you know, which... Wasn't she in one panel last month, though? No, I think she... She was in a pretty heavy part last month, was I she? think. Um, I'm misremembering that then. Yeah, I think she was. At, she was in at least the last like page or two. You know, yeah. there was like more of a you know. There was a bit of a like you know confrontation or something. Yeah, the classic. You know, you know oh shit, we got to fight. Yeah. Even though we're gonna team up. Um. I'm pulling out my copy now to. But I. But I actually saw some scenes of like her at the academy and stuff too. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. New costume or whatever. But regardless, Brian, I st- I think you're right. I think um. I don't think there was anything in that issue that couldn't have just gone into this issue or or you know. This issue still explained like. Um. Eighty percent of what you need to know. <laughs> yeah, but well, more than that, even. But, Batgirl, it explained uh, Batgirl and Black Canary's relationship going way back. It sort of explained Huntress's, uh, you know, status quo and why they haven't been together and why they're not. You know, it's it sort of redid the whole meetup again right. between them. It establishes to you, you know, what the what the goal of Batgirl and Black Canary is. And Huntress, and then how those are going to intertwine. Right. It does all of that. So, so yeah, you could have easily skipped the um, the rebirth issue. Uh, the one thing I would say is that I'm still a like. <laughs> I I feel like I'm one of the only ones out here, <laughs> just based on what I see on social media. But I'm a huge fan of Claire Rose art, and so, you know, she she drew that. Um, rebirth issue and i would get it just for that because i like i think it's so unique like i think it's totally quirky and um i think some of the goofier like faces and stuff that she she draws uh 
kind of play into the personalities and the comedy of the book. Yeah, I think her goofiness is totally intentional. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Like, I mean, there's and there's moments that fall flat it, that are not as funny as they're meant to be or, or, you know, are kind of situationally not, you know, not what you would expect from, like when uh, Babs... Uh, phone rings in this issue, you know. Yeah. Well, like, is she really gonna have her? Fo- you know, this is this is Oracle we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like the one of the smartest people in the DCU. Um, is she really gonna have her phone, uh, not on silent? Uh, you know, when she's like, or not even have like a traditional phone on her because right. she has a <laughs> cowl that probably has everything built into it. Right. Exactly. Like, like no. Okay. Obviously that won't. You know. But if you can get past that. It's all very intentional, and there are moments that that I did legitimately chuckle at, and um, I have a feeling I'm I'm a bigger fan of this book than most people are, but but I do admit there's there's some weird moments. I thought it was okay. Um, <laughs> I I do think the worst way to hide your secret identity is to constantly mention your last name out loud, <laughs> and that's like all Huntress does in this issue. Yeah, what is to the Bertolini family? This is what you're here for the Bertolini family. The Bertolini family says hello, like every line. Like you're right, you know, cut back a little bit there. <laughs> I always thought it was Bertinelli, like Valerie Bertinelli. Is it Bertinelli? I don't, Bert- know. I'm, I don't I even know. I don't know either. I, I don't think know I'm this. With, I think I'm with you too, Vince. I did think that, but I think Brian's right. I think I said it wrong for a really long time. But I'm not sure. Let's let's look this up. Fact check. It, it is Bertinelli. It's Bertinelli. Valerie Valerie Bertinelli. You you thought Bertinelli? No, is I it thought Bert- it's Bertinelli. Well, okay, so I got it wrong then. Okay. No, it doesn't matter. I just you know. Yeah. Maybe I was the other way around. Maybe I used to think it was Bertolini. <laughs> I I know I had it wrong for a really long time. <laughs> I think well, it's famous Italian food maker Bertoli. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey. Ah, Italian chef kiss. Mwah. <laughs> I did one of those today. <laughs> I do one every day when I when I when my head hits the pillow. I said <laughs> yesterday I, I was I was making a pasta sauce because why not because I'm Italian. Oh and, hey, uh, get over here! And I was like, hey, Aaron, come here and taste the sauce. And was, was that like, your Italian scorpion, Vince? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even go on. I, I, I got to let that sit for a little while. Oh, God. Here we go again. I know this. Here we go again. Oh, man. And it starts all over again. Oh, Zach, um, you're a 10 See you next 10. week, guys. Yeah. Yeah. If Zach keeps this up, he's not going to be the secret weapon anymore. No, he's, he's going to be, be the, the very obvious gonna, weapon. He's going to be an atomic bomb. Exactly. Um, All right. Anyway, you made your wife taste your sauce, and then you went. Mwah. I did. I did. She was. She was like, "It's good," and I went. Mwah. And not ironically, like, <laughs> it's in my bones, Vince. It's yep. in my bones. Uh, anyway, back to this book. You know, there, there's nothing really wrong with this book. It just seems to me like comics in general are obsessed with showing us how things begin, even when the beginnings are incredibly boring. Like this. This book could have picked up an issue number two, missing the entire Rebirth special and number one, and I don't think you'd have missed too much. No, I'm sure. more interested in seeing the three of them together than how the three of them got together. 
Yeah. Um, I thought it was okay. You know, overall, you know, I didn't really have super strong feelings one way or another towards it. Unlike other books we're going to talk about. Um, Zach, any uh, any more thoughts on this book? Uh, no. I mean, I I don't know. I this book, like, I'm glad it exists. Like, I think it's really cool to have that, like. Barbara, Dinah, like, team-up book. and I'm not, like, super happy with, like, what they're doing with Helena. I think it's kind of... She's, like, really one-note mm-hmm. right now, which maybe once we get past this, like, first conflict, you know, and they're, they flesh her out as, like, more of a character and less of, like, you know, just like someone focusing on revenge or whatever maybe that'll get a little bit better i just feel like we've seen this kind of storyline with her actually we have it was in like season one of arrow and it is like going about as well as it did then (laughs) um so i guess like that kind of just kind of has me like uh whatever did you guys uh did you guys have the same thought i had with the total missed opportunity for a cheesy pun in this issue Wow. Where? So there's the scene where they're um, they hear the hissing noise, mm-hmm. and the the the, the gangster's like, "That's a that sounds like a it's a snakes, right?" And then they show the guy, and he should have said like, "Let me ask you a question." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there were some worse lines in this book than that. So. There were, there were, there were a few uh, few cliche one liners. Big girls don't cry. Yep. Well, they don't. Don't tell Fergie that. Oh, jeez. Um, this this is a uh, a pirate book for another issue, but inching towards pulp for me. Uh, and that's not because it's bad. It's just, it just doesn't particularly interest me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same for me. Yeah, I, I mean, at a certain point, you do have to start making... I was having this conversation with Walt from, from Multiversity... Um, at, at a certain point, no matter how good the overall line is, your standards start to raise because you're trying out all these different books and you gotta, you gotta whittle them down, you know? Um, we have the luxury of, of being able to preview all these, but the, the sentiment is understood, you know, like, yeah, this could be a perfectly cromulent book, but if you're not particularly attached to it, you know, at some point you got to jump, jump off. Yeah. Uh, me, on the other hand, I'm going to give it a light pull, like a tug, just a tug. Okay. <laughs> just one light tug. Yeah. Just, you know, a, a tug or two, you know, just a fluff. Um, Oh God, I'm sorry. It's all right. Let's, uh, let's get to suicide squad. Number one. Written by Rob Williams, illustrated by Jim Lee, and the backup illustrated by Jason Fabok. And was um, this just the movie? This was exactly the movie, except it was more tonally consistent, but somehow even less happened. <laughs> see, I was too scared to see the movie because the Joker is so. Oh, well, he's, he's up. a twisted. He's a twisted. Yeah, yeah. He's so messed <laughs> so, up. I just couldn't. Yeah. 
I was there at the box office, <laughs> and and I said, "Secret Life of Pets." <laughs> I couldn't do uh, it. Speaking of the, the Joker and, and that that his his damaged worldview, did you guys see today that uh, Jared Leto says he was tricked into doing the movie? That's the most messed up thing of all. Yeah, that they like they promised him a different type of movie that he got. That's twisted. It is. Yeah, didn't, and, didn't he say it, he was like expecting an artsy movie? Yeah, I think so. Has he not seen a, a David Ayer film before? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but the uh, yeah, this comic is garbage. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Like. Because I know, I mean, we we all had hopes. I think when Rob William was Rob Williams was announced on the book because his Martian Manhunter was pretty good. Um, yeah. And yeah, this is just this is this is just really generic. Now, part of the problem here is that Jim Lee is only doing thirteen pages per issue, and so they have to squeeze either too much stuff into 13 pages or decompress like two issues worth of stuff into sorry one issue worth of stuff into two separate issues so i feel like that's what happened in this issue i feel like jim lee illustrated the first half of an issue and then had to you know do whatever a co-publisher does and so stop doing it and they were left with like you know half of a story and they had to figure out a way to make that half a story work and it just doesn't no it's I, I could not believe as I was reading this that it's Amanda Waller narrating again exactly what the Suicide Squad is. And we just got this issue. Like, we just read this. And when we read this two weeks ago, we said, we just got this six months ago. <laughs> you know, it's just, they need to stop doing this with the Suicide Squad. Yeah. We get it. We get yeah. it. Everybody gets it. There was one really interesting bit of knowledge dropped in here. Was there? Which yeah, there was. Which is that in the DC universe, the uh, onomatopoeia sound you make when you barf is just barf. Jesus. It happens three times, guys. In case you were curious, I like. I just like could not believe that that was like a major plot point. Yeah. Like. I. I just don't under I, I I can't even talk about it. Like I'm just like <laughs> I got to that and I'm just like seriously? Yeah. And like it wasn't you know, it was like it was that and then like Captain Boomerang is just making like all these like weird bowel jokes and oh, like I'm just like Man, what's the audience for this book, you know? Can we get footy on this? <sighs> Harley Quinn playing Pokemon Go in space. Which only, is, only is a big one Pokemon of two, yeah. one of two Pokemon references this week. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad you brought that up because okay, and this is what I wondered as when I saw that Pokemon Go came out on July 6th. Okay, <laughs> so like a month and ten days ago or whatever. How late was Jim Lee's art? <laughs> <laughs> that he was able to drink. No, seriously. No. Yeah. yeah this meant... was announced in March. Yes. And, and he wasn't working on another book when it was announced. He was... It's not like he had to finish up his run on something else. 
he was one of the first people that we knew was on. He was. He was the first. Right. Him and Rob Williams was like this was like the first book that was ever announced. And and that like okay, we all knew Pokemon Go was coming, but what are the chances that they knew what it was going to look like or like 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 that image and granted, or that it would be a that it would be a relevant joke like that they would you know that it would they couldn't have known that it was going to like become what it was and that right you know so like, like how late did did uh rob williams have to like doctor the script up to change it and how late were they working on this yeah excellent questions all <sighs> Who knows? um so, so i am I'm going to say I'm still going to pirate the book for a few issues because I trust Rob Williams to do good stuff. But if there's one more this bad, I'm out. I mean, I'm I'm going to read next issue just to see if the comedian is in it. <laughs> that is true. And I'll pulp it. Someone dies for real. Someone dies for real. Yep. I'm and I think isn't Ivan Ray is doing the backup next time? I believe so. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, okay, let's talk about that backup. There was nothing inherently wrong with that backup, but again, we don't need another Deadshot origin. Uh-huh. Uh, Jason Fabok did a nice job. And was anybody else upset that that character wasn't Frankenstein? Oh, uh, I didn't even think of that. It, the second panel of the story is a guy looking a lot like Frankenstein. And I got excited for a second, but nope. I just like that backup was just it, to me it was kind of like an encapsulation of everything that's sort of wrong with this both this book and this like current incarnation of the Suicide Squad just in that like these aren't characters they are like they're caricatures of just tough gritty stereotypes you know they're, they're like, the patsies yeah there's some like, kind of Suicide Squad uh, <laughs> Okay, and oh, that reminds me. That line that's in, like, actually, like, a piece of dialogue, the certifiably, uh, what is it? It's like, you, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Plausibly deniable. Absolutely certifiable. Something like that. Which like, sounds like it should be a tagline. That was a tagline. It was. Somewhere. It was. Where was it? Like, was that on some of the, like, um, was that like on an ad for this book or was it for the movie? Because I know I've heard that. Oh, yeah. You guys keep talking. I'm going to look this up. Okay. I had that I tried same to find thought. it today and I couldn't, I couldn't find it, but I know I've heard that. And it's just like they're just working like ad taglines into the dialogue now. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, like, to, to me, Suicide Squad used to be something you could say to a comic fan to see how much of a comic fan they were. Like it was something that wasn't it wasn't on the tip of the average fan's tongue, right? It, it was there was something kind of special about it, and now it's just it's become this like overused, lazy description of of heroes. I mean, of antiheroes rather. Yeah, it's just it's not good. I mean, and it's sad because like this could be a really good book with you know some like complex ideas and some pathos and, and gravity to it but it's just not that at all you know it, it's the opposite it's yeah. like the exact is the other end of the spectrum it makes me really wish we had a good secret six book instead or something yeah um like we've, you, we've seen good villain books yes did you guys hear by the way jim lee stated i think it was last week that he 
considers Harley Quinn the fourth pillar of DC Comics after the Trinity? I'm not oh, even joking. Man. No, but I mean, I can. I, I, I'm from a financial standpoint, he's not wrong, but that's not what we should be talking about. Yeah. No. Oh boy. No. Oh. Um. By the way, it was in a solicitation for Suicide Squad the comic. Okay. But I had that same thought. But but still like there I don't know. It, I'm I'm pretty sure it was on like an ad for the comic as well. Um but yeah, I had that same thought, Zach. And it yeah. would not have surprised me at all if it was uh if if that was from the movie either cuz they're they're really ripping from the movie here. Yeah. I'm pulsing. I'm just pulsing. The, okay. <laughs> How well that's paying off now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hard I, pulp, sadly. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's the question, boys. Do we want to check in with all the other books before we get to Batman number five and end with that? <laughs> no, I think we should dig right in. Dig right in. All right. Let's so, give the people what they want. Yeah. Batman number five. Written by Tom King, illustrated by David Finch, enjoyed by Zach Wilkerson apparently. <laughs> um, Brian, are you gonna do the? Let's. Are you gonna? Are you gonna do the reading? My my mouth's a little sore. So oh. I'm gonna do some. I can do some of it though. Okay. okay? Ready? Um, tell me what word to start from. I'm looking at it right here. Well, I think that whole opening. You know, I don't have it in front of me, but. All right. I'm, I'm just gonna do the whole first page. He does. Okay. Will Thomas, allow me to say that what an honor it is to be asked for you possibly to entrust me with the care of Master Bruce. Well, I can't do it. Fuck it. <laughs> no, that's good. That's fine. No, it's, uh, this is it. Guys, what the fuck is this book? I, okay. That, okay, the last page, I almost threw my iPad on the floor and yelled <laughs> and broke it and yelled, what the fuck, Tom King. Zach, what, right. what are you going to say? Okay. I was just gonna lay it all out there uh-huh. because I I made a provocative statement to you all in text message earlier, uh-huh. suggesting that I may have enjoyed this book to some degree, and so I just feel like I need to clarify um, before my good name is besmirched. Okay, <laughs> this book is insane. Like, there's no doubt. It's it's not. technically good (laughs) but i just there's just something about this issue especially and like this idea that i've kind of had about the book for a while that it is like it's like dark knight's all-star batman and robin um that it's just like it's just so over the top outrageous and and I don't you know I'm I'm not like just trying to give King the benefit of the doubt here. I don't think this is just him like doing satire. I think this is legit, and I don't know why yet. And I still feel like maybe there's a long game, but I'm counting on it less and less. But like every issue that passes, the long game seems less and less likely. <laughs> well, I don't know that. In, we'll talk about the last page some, but um, I don't know. This book is just like I get a like strange enjoyment out of reading it now Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, you literally cannot guess what's happening next. You really can't. I mean, like, let's talk about what this issue has. This issue has Alfred dressing up as Batman. Yeah. And then, and then running, running away, away like a pussy. And then running away. It has the Justice League coming in and just getting demolished. It has a weird, like, you know, prophetic omen that, that Batman is going to die yet again, which we'll talk about how this will be, like, the third run <laughs> in a row where it, this, it, the story centers around the death of Batman. Um, like, there's just so It has Batman on. bringing an airplane down on top <laughs> yes. of somebody. Like, you know, look, I know these are comic books. I know that they don't really make sense. I understand all of that. But for Batman to bring an airplane down in the middle of a populated city is so unbelievably out of character. But in this run, nothing's out of character. The characters are so wildly inconsistent. Exactly. And I think that's why, like, with this end of the first arc, I just like that. I don't, I don't, like, I've got, and maybe, maybe now. It's all like we've got a a Batman book in All Star Batman now. Yeah, this doesn't have to be like my Batman book. This is my my Batman book. You know, <laughs> Batman book. Homer Wait, Batman. Homer Batman. <laughs> Batman. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of all in on this. Like, I just want to see how far off the rails it can go now. <laughs> so I want more of this. In the first issue, he couldn't land a plane without dying if right. Gotham didn't save him. And then in this issue, he is literally bringing a plane down over their heads. Well, you didn't Don't get, you the, get symbolism the symbolism. There. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> lived to I said symbology. That's not a word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this but yeah, he brought yeah. This, this is the it's, craziest it's comic I've ever read. Fearful guys. symmetry, guys. Fearful symmetry. Oh, the tig- tiger, tiger, burning bright. This is the craziest comic I've ever read in my life. I'm so, just paging through it. It's, it's so here's it's the thing. Insane. It Zach, a man in a mask. A man in a mask. <laughs> oh God! Over and over again. Business uh, th- smoke. That Goodbye, is what, Batman. Goodbye, Gotham. It's like a children's. Like, yeah. That man in the mask stuff. Like that is, um, that's what I meant two weeks ago when I said like. Tom King appears to want to say something about Batman or the nature of Batman. Right. But he's got nothing real to say. So he has so he has Gotham repeat over and over again, a man in a mask, what is that? As if that's anything, you know? Right. As if as if that's deep or it's saying anything, you know. And okay, I keep we might get answers to this stuff down the road. But but we're but you know, like you said, every issue that goes by, it's less and less likely, and I care less and less. And trust me, I've sat there and tried to read into this. And there's things you can read into what the characters are saying, but they're not going any... They're they're going all over the place. You know, they're, right now this is a book that has a thesis on Batman that's actually like 20 different theses rolled in one. And none of them coincide with one another. And... If I have anything positive to say about it, it is that we never, ever, ever, ever get books like this that are allowed to just be so haphazard with the characters that, and we'll talk about that last page, but we never get a book that does that. 
and I wish more books. I wish more books uh, would shoot for the moon the way this one does. <laughs> yeah. But we're getting like what we're getting is so nonsensical and 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 crappy <laughs> that it, it doesn't matter. But you know what I mean? Like I wish more books were like this is like Grant Morrison's six 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 issue. Only it's his entire it's Tom King's entire run on this book. You know this this reads like a Batman book that was written in English, Google translated <laughs> to Chinese, and then back to English. Like there, nothing makes sense. Everything is like six degrees off from it's what like, it should be. It's like the Dark Knight Returns. If it were in continuity and with a one hundredth of the fanfare, you know, <laughs> like it's like he's letting it's it's like they're letting him do whatever he wants, whether it makes sense or not, because it's Tom King. He, I, I got it, guys. I got it. This is Tom King's Batman Odyssey. Yeah, but Tom King's too new of an of a creator to merit this. Like, the reason you put up with Neil Adams' bullshit in 2012, 2013, whenever that book came out, is because we all love Neil Adams' stuff for the 30 years preceding that. Mm-hmm. This is giving Tom King that same opportunity without any of the track record. And again, you won't find three bigger Tom King fans than the three <laughs> of us up until 10 weeks ago. Right. Right. I'm, st- you know. I'm still willing to give him a chance on anything he writes. Absolutely. That you know, I, I'll be excited for the next DC Comics project that Tom King has announced for. I, this one is just a total wash to me. I I I'm with Zach. I can't wait to read it every two weeks because I can't believe what I'm reading every. And it's worse every time. You know, Brian, you said issue one was the worst thing you'd ever read. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite say that. Oh, I said it was the worst comic of the year. I said it was the worst superhero comic I had read in a number of years. Okay. I I feel like it's getting worse every two weeks. And and it's going so like every issue makes less and less sense than the last. Can we talk about the last page? Absolutely. Yeah, we, we have to talk about All the right. last page with the panel that precedes it. Zach, take it away. Okay. Hang on, this is very important. Okay. I whoa, whoa, whoa. Cool whoa, jets, cool whoa, jets there, cowboy. Whoa. Okay, okay, okay. The panel right before that last page, the 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 line of dialogue that starts there is what starts dead down this rabbit hole. So we have to start there. Yeah. So Gotham girl is flying at Gotham, and he's shooting his laser vision at her, and the caption reads later, later. after we were married. <laughs> And then it goes from there. Yeah. Can I go? Yes. I liked this. This, I liked this. This, I liked it. <laughs> like, I, li- I want to... Well, first of all, like, just on a, like, thematic level, I like things like this. This kind of, like, omniscient future narrator, like, laying the grounds. Like, if in a... In a just in any given comic book, this type of like storytelling device I enjoy. Um, I I want to see this story now. I want to see how where I want to see what he's going to do, regardless of the quality or any like. This is 
a hook that got into me and like <laughs> looking forward now like the next issue is like a gotham girl centric one drawn by ivan reyes and then we move into the monster men crossover and then the next arc is a michael Jannon arc so like i'm not like optimistic about this book but i'm excited about it just because <laughs> does that make sense yeah yeah like I got to this page and I and it kind of like I don't want to say it redeemed the whole arc for me because it didn't that that's not necessarily what I mean but like it's kind of like shaped my view of the book in light of all the other things that I've said about it too mm-hmm. to the point where I'm just like yeah I'm in for this ride not necessarily for I think the the reasons that Tom King would want me to be unless maybe he it like there is a chance that this is just like one big mind F and it is what he wants. But like I, this page as a hook hooked me. Yeah. So All right, can I, can I just read the whole narration quickly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So, um, just, just so that we see here, essentially, um, we see Gotham girl kill Gotham for all intents yes. and purposes. And that over that, the narration is this. Later, after we were married, after Bruce did what he did, after he died how he died, after I after I killed him, I mean, Duke and I, we'd come here once a year on the anniversary of my brother's death just to take time to remember, remember that this is where it started. The origin of Gotham Girl, the death of Batman. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just unpack this for a second. This is saying that Gotham Girl and Duke get married. Isn't he like 14? Uh, I don't remember how old he is. Well, I'm not sure how old she is either. No, but they, they both seem pretty young. Uh, but regard, they get married in 10 years. I'm not saying that couldn't happen, but... So 16, they get married. 16. He's 16? Okay. So they get married. It implies that Gotham Girl kills Bruce... In the same spot where, maybe not in the same spot, but just, you know, it all starts here. When she kills Gotham, that's the beginning of the death of Bruce Wayne. Um, I gotta say, like, like that, near, like, removed from this comic, I feel like that's, like, good Tom King. Like, well, he sets a scene, like, he, he sets the tone so well. It's like, so that, matter of fact. That, that matches... Yes like his style in Omega Man. I feel well, that's like, what I was going to say that that narration reminds me of something you'd see in the Omega Man. It almost reminds me if you remember, I think it's the end of the first issue when you're seeing all this shit happening and the dialogue overlaid it is the lyrics to that song. Yeah. They sing yeah. throughout the, the book and like, you know, it's these images that don't necessarily match the music, but it's a nice juxtaposition. Uh, this reminded me of that, but in a much, much lesser way. Like, you know, I can't lie. There is something very intriguing about this to me. I just... I don't know. I don't know. This feels like another in a series of, of overreaches in this book. Well, yeah, I mean, like I alluded to, you know, Morrison did the death of Batman, Snyder did the death of Batman, we're apparently in some form or another getting the death of Batman from King, like, you know, 
why? Like, why? I don't necessarily like understand as a creator why he would want to go down that path, even if it's to do something, a different spin on it. Like, I very much doubt this is like the literal death of Batman, Mm -hmm. you know? If anything, it's maybe the like death of Batman as an idea or something. Yeah. But like, just to have the literal death of Batman once more. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen, you know, or, or if we're already talking about Duke and Gotham Girl getting married, this is, this is, whatever form we see the death of Batman in, it's going to be a future, you know, it's going to be a possible future or something, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, I, I don't know about that because, you know, yes, they're talking about the wedding being in the future, but, and how they would come back there to celebrate it, but they say that this is the moment that it started. Okay. Well, so well, I don't know if it. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like, what? All right. What I don't like about this is that Duke has such Duke is still such a blank slate in a lot of ways that I want to see where Duke goes before where Duke goes is in a wedding. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, right? It seems uh, it seems really irresponsible. <laughs> Of him, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, it, it actually seems irresponsible of Tom King to take this character that he has pretty much ignored for the first five issues of this book and give him instantly his most definable characteristic that it takes place in the future sometime and has nothing to do with him as a character whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, you guys haven't been shipping these two like <laughs> since that third issue? Because, you know, I mean... I, I know I have. <laughs> uh, this is the this is the weirdest comic I've ever read, guys. This is it is. You know, and and like I was saying earlier, that that final narration, I I get why Zach likes it, and I'm almost there. I like it on the basis that I wish every creator were were given the freedom or had the will or the or the clout to do this sort of book because I think most of them would turn out better than this, <laughs> but think about it. I would, re- I I'm, I'm being 100% even though I don't like this book at all. And I think it's one of the worst things DC's putting out right now. I would rather have 52 books that aimed for this than a book that aims. Then Batgirl to... and the birds of prey. no, Suicide Squad that aims to be the corporate this is what the movie is this is what the comic book is going to be we're serving you Suicide Squad the way you've always had it all over again it's a disposable 299 with no ambition okay you know what i mean yeah the, the just these like actively mediocre the books that don't even shoot for anything you know I, I mean, I get what you're saying with, with Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily shooting for anything great, you know. But I do, I, I, I just like that book too much to put it on that level, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you um, know, I, I love the ambition here. I just think it's a total mess. In yeah. almost every way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's lightning round this. Um one thing to say about Aquaman, 
Where is Brad Walker? <laughs> Fair question. Um, Superman's showing up in a lot of books this week. Yeah. I still um, like where this is going. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I, lo- I love the way this war between... I mean, it's the age-old Aquaman story, but I love the way that it's unfolding. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, one thing about Green Arrow. Uh, I knew Emmy was still good. <laughs> yes, me too. Brian, you were the only hater here, um, so suck on it. Sure. <laughs> wait, um, wait, wait. Uh, Green Arrow, what I wanted to say was it's total fan service. Like, this, yes. this issue was the most fan service-y where they all, <laughs> they all get back together. Black Canary gives them the big smooch and then slaps them. And then they're all, they all like turn to fight the goons and they've all got huge smiles on their face in that one panel. It's at like the top of one of the last pages. Yeah. They're all smiling this like goofy smile as they get ready to fight, and I was smiling a goofy smile because of it. So, cheers to this book for for giving the people what they want. I, I have two half things to say. <laughs> the first panel in the book, the Juan Ferreira like Crypt Keeper guy, the Inferno guy, Dante, mm-hmm. is so much at the first cover to Colder that he did yeah. when the guy's putting his fingers like through his mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh. It's a very creepy image. Um, but also, I wish Green Arrow books would stop being f- so fucking obsessed with the island. That's the least interesting part of his mythology. Yeah. I kind of feel I feel like he was the audience uh, surrogate there where he's like, not again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, one thing about Green Lanterns. Uh, Be- better. No. <laughs> Not good, but better. No. <laughs> My one thing is that the opening of their uh of the issue is essentially the twenty sixteen superhero version of Opposites Attract by Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat. <laughs> <laughs> We're partners, Green Lanterns of Earth. She suffers from anxiety. He suffers from prejudice. I mean, it's the exact. It's it's just it's the lamest shit in the world. This book is terrible. Uh, Pokemon. Yeah, more Pokemon Go. Uh, is it Pokemon Go or just Pokemon? Well, this might. I mean, yeah. This is probably just Pokemon because yeah. you know she's not going anywhere. She's in her apartment. That's true. <laughs> Man, she's this... just sitting there with her, her Game Boy or portable of choice. This book needs to get better fast. Oh, That's too late. It's too late for it. No. Oh. All right, one thing about Harley Quinn. I didn't read it. I didn't read it. <laughs> hey, somebody did because it was when I logged on, it was... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I, I just skipped through it. You, you, it. you skimmed through it? Yeah. Um, it's the same. I looked at the first page and saw all that text, and I was like, no, I'm not doing it. It's the same as it ever was. I'm sure it was fine. The art looked fine. This is not my clown in butt shorts. I hate that book. Um, <laughs> Justice League. One thing about it. Um, at- Attack on Titan. Yeah. It's, it's... There you go. Brian, there's a there's an anime reference. I know you. what it is. I oh, know what it is. okay. All right. I, know. I mean, I thought it was okay. 
It's still. fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's yeah. It's Attack on Titan with the DC heroes. I'm wondering where it's going. Yeah. We'll see. I um, with the exception of the uh, Superman stuff, there and there isn't enough Aquaman or Flash to make this, but I like Batman better in this than I do. In his own book. I like the Green Lanterns in this way better than I like them in their own book. And I think that Wonder Woman is more compassionately portrayed in this book than she is in her own book. Is Shazam in this book? No, he's not, sadly. Where did we see Shazam, though? I thought he... He was in, no. some... he was in I... something. Was he? Oh, yeah, yeah he was in... um. He was on a rooftop talking to people. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't in this issue, but is he, is he no, in the he's, Justice League? No, he's not. He's not. He's not in the Justice League at all. Now, he was replaced by Jessica Cruz or Simon Baz, depending on how you want to find that. Mm, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I really thought maybe he something had just happened to him earlier. No. That's why he wasn't in there. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, just the lack of Shazam in the DC three uh, DC in general is. Yeah, he's bummer. not represented at all right now, is he? He's not nope. in any book. He was in one. He made an appearance in one book. Yeah, he, he was, was, in, he was uh, on a roof someplace. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that was it. Thank you. It was Wonder Woman and him. I think this is the first time I've realized that he's not in this book, which is <laughs> bad. <laughs> I guess I just like never. That really kind of bums me out. He was in your heart all along. He really was. Like, where's my Shazam right now? Pretty sure the only way we can all be happy about this is if DC hires the three of us to write a Shazam comic. Oh, man. We'd do so well. Do, do it, great. DC. Do Opposites it. attract. <laughs> you guys know where we are. You know where to find us. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, one thing about Nightwing. Still good. Still, yes. Still very good. Very, very good. Loved that, that the, Dick Babs drama. I was gonna say, love the Dick Babs stuff. Love it. So oh, good. Man. Love it. Oh yeah. 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 It's brutal. I love the Maze guy. Yep. Who's Who's Doctor Leviticus? Is that somebody? I mean, Leviticus is a book of the Bible. Well, I know. It was the name of a shitty metal band when I was in high school. <laughs> that was like from my high school. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't think that I don't remember Doctor Leviticus in comics. Okay. It was the last. It was the last page. Turns up nothing. Oh. It was the last page reveal, and I thought, "Am I supposed to know who that is?" Mm. Oh wait, here it is. Just kidding. It <laughs> I found a comic fine. Oh. Thing for. The- oh, apparently this ten. character was yeah. in the first. It was in the. His costume is great. First issue, maybe. Oh. Yeah, oh. the character was in the first issue. Okay, I don't remember that. I'll have to go back and read it. I don't think we got the got the character's name, maybe, but it was like at the beginning. Okay. Mm, um, yeah, that might be worth going back. Javi yeah. Fernandez, you guys. Doing yeah. great work. That panel where Batgirl first shows up and like catches uh, uh, Raptor's punch and oh man, so good, so good at staging action. Yeah, and Raptor, an interesting character. Yeah, way more interesting than I thought he'd be. Yeah, and just like that, the 
double page spread of them going through the maze. Yep. Was so good. Okay, yeah, I'm looking on the first page of the first issue. Um this looks like a different character. <laughs> I don't know if Comic Vine is on their game right now or whoever <laughs> edits those things. Uh, seven out edited? of ten for them then. I'm uh, I'm doing some research here. All right. Well, while you do that, let's talk about Superman. One thing about Superman. The Hellbat suit is back. Where was that from? Wasn't that from Tomasi's? Uh, was uh, it from the uh, the Damien arc towards the end with the new gods and stuff? Yeah, wasn't it? Maybe I didn't read all of that, so I, I I thought that was maybe where it was from, but I wasn't sure. Um. I I had some mixed feelings about this issue. I feel like building a Batcave on the moon is something Batman would do. <laughs> but I feel like it's something that Tom King's Batman would do. Uh, so we all know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> no, I I thought I I bought it. So I was like, yeah, Batman would. Yeah, I yeah. could see it. See, Tom- I mean, Tomasi does that. Like he, you know, once per issue, he throws in that like. Very matter of fact, like, yeah, of course Batman did this, or of course Superman did this insane feat. Right. And, and, but it's not like Tom King where it's balls to the wall all the time crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that Hellbat suit, by the way, was from the Robin Rises arc when he went and got Damien yeah. back. I, I loved seeing it again. But, uh. Yeah, I, I still like this book. I think that the last two issues have been the weakest two, but. I still think it's it's the best Superman book. It's better than Action Comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Brian, you said it took some chances. What did you mean by that? I mean that um, having Superman like eat the souls of all of Krypton yeah. is a pretty bold move. Um, I was a little disappointed by that because I what I was <laughs> in my heart of hearts, what I was hoping for was that crypto. No, that the moon would be populated by new krypton oh okay and like the base of new krypton would be on the moon somehow under a dome i'm sure i want new krypton back is the the point of what i'm saying With every alien. <laughs> oh, I thought I lost you guys. <laughs> Brian was just singing. Was somebody snapping? No. No? Oh, there was some weird feedback. On Are my you having head. a stroke? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the spell of Tom King is possessing. <laughs> Man, did anyone uh, smell that piss and smoke everywhere? Oh God! Oh, that was Bad Girl. Bad Girl and the Birds of Prey said something about urine and urine and yeah. desperation or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of piss in in DC Rebirth. We got them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, it's that's... almost like the beginning monologue of Watchmen, maybe. Oh. oh. What What was uh, the com- uh, um Rorschach says the world is a toilet or something like that. Something, yeah. A lot of just... My, ci- my city is a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> my toilet is a city. <laughs> the world is a vampire. 
<laughs> oh, despite all of Batman's rage, he's still just a bat in the cave. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. All, all right, the costumes good. were great this week, though. They were. <laughs> ten out of ten. Um all right, guys. Let's uh let's wrap this up. Thanks for listening, everybody. We've been insane the last few weeks. But that's what reading all the rebirth books will do to you, I guess. I think we were a little toned down this time around. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um But yeah, it's been fun. Uh next week we'll be back with uh more. Is there anything fun coming out next week? Let's take a look. We have um, Action Batgirl, Blue Beetle Rebirth, oh. uh, yep. um, Deathstroke number one, Detective, Flash, Hal Jordan, Hellblazer number one, Good. Um, Titans number two, Wonder Woman number five. So right. some big stuff next week. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not uh, Rebirth, but Six Pack and Dog Welder. Hard traveling heroes. That's true. Yeah. If you're into if you that got, sort of thing. If, if you guys are interested, I mean, by you guys I mean Zach and Vince. We could have those guys on the podcast next week. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not the characters, the creators. I would have <laughs> no idea what to say. That I mean. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. Uh, yeah. I do want to say though before we before we get out of here, this is also not rebirth, but uh, Doctor Fate number fifteen came out today. That, I'm a few behind. How was it? It's good. That book is still kicking, and it's 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 doing its thing, man. And it's different from anything else. So I hope people are still reading that and supporting it. Like, don't don't drop it or ignore it just because it's not rebirth. And I hope that both Doctor Fates have a role in Blue Beetle. Yes, or somewhere in rebirth. Yes, or somewhere. Agreed. Well, if you want to catch up with us over the weekend to. Uh, hear more of our thoughts you can follow us on twitter uh this weekend i'll be in vermont for my brother's wedding but you can find me on there tweeting about i don't know foliage i don't know what you tweet about when you're in vermont uh i am at brian is an app what are you doing this weekend zach what is this weekend i don't know yet it's still up in the air okay hit me up if you want to do something guys no don't do that (laughs) that's weird yeah (laughs) i'll find something to do i'm fine (laughs) So where would folks not hit you up? Uh, don't hit me up at SirFox89. And Vince, what what are your weekend plans look like? Uh, I'm going to be creating a big poster board in my basement. I'm going to be stringing together uh, pages from Tom King's Batman <laughs> with with yarn. And I'm mm-hmm. going to try to make it all make sense. Okay. So to find out how that's going, follow me at VJ underscore OST. R O W S K I. Is there a Packers preseason game this weekend? It's actually tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, these dang preseason games are like a lot of times they're on Thursdays or you know just odd day th- Saturdays sometimes. It's really real weird. I don't like it, but I'll I'll be watching tomorrow. It's so. preseason. I know. Yeah, yeah. I gotta see those bottom of the roster guys. You know. I understand. That's why I like spring training for baseball. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enjoy your weekends, folks, and we'll be back next week with more DC Freecast.